I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Woohoo! Hello, gang. How's everyone doing? During this uh, eclipse season starting, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that also. So if you happen to be new to this podcast, welcome. I'm Michelle, and it's really, really great to have you here. Those of you that have been with me, some of you since the very beginning, I want to welcome you back and thank you for co-creating this um, really community outreach, this way of connecting and sharing, and I do appreciate all of you being here as well as your input. So much needed. I also want to give a shout-out again to Jacqueline for her uploading. Without me even having to ask or say anything, all is getting done. I really look forward to getting things more organized and the support uh, to extend to YouTube. So it would be great, those of you that listen to this podcast, and you like it, you feel a resonance, to subscribe to it also on YouTube, as well as subscribe to my Soul Insights and Tarot. I'm really putting a push out there to help the algorithm so that we can grow this community, reach more people, and uh, play more. Have more soul play, soul playground play, right? Even though we are going through certain times right now, it really is the soul's playground and it's sometimes hard to remember that that this is all the spirit of play yeah anyway love to hear from all of you if you want to call in that number is 347 oh my god Jackie's in the chat I didn't even know because <laughs> like Jackie I'm walking around <laughs> she's in the chat thank you oh gosh and Athena hello in the chat Hello, people getting in there. Okay, do call in with your questions, 347-539-5122, and uh, press 1 on the keep it. Yeah, Jack, uh, Jacqueline, I did. I just said thank you for all the uploading you're doing. I'm really uh, appreciating that. I'm just getting one thing. You know, it's like republishing my book. Uh, that's going out to the Soul Insight. Anyway, there's all these things that I've had to do because that started last year that I wasn't able to do any of it uh, due to a lot of technical um, issues. So uh, stuff is getting made headway, and uh, thanks to some people that are helping me, it really does make a difference. Uh, oh, Athena, I forgot I logged in. I'm listening. 
on the phone. Oh, good. Thanks for the shout out and congrats on the book. Oh, Athena, yeah. Uh, it's just it's something that's yeah tried to go out last year, but going out this year. Um, anyway, please, please, when you're listening to this, take the time to subscribe to Soul Insights and Tarot. That's a way you can really help me and also Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube. Um, that will help. And also connect with me on uh, Instagram because we have some really great things coming up to weave different groups together, communities. We have some events that are going to be coming up. Um, it's just getting the foundation down. You know, It's just amazing how much time it takes to do things, especially when you work with other people because you're also in other people's timelines and what can be done, what's available. So it's, you know, it's the it's the flow of manifesting. You really learn what it takes to manifest um, on the earth plane until you get to a certain level and then, you know, when a certain level of the foundation is built, then there's some traction. And that's what we're trying to gain. So I really do would appreciate that, especially if those of you that call into the show, things like leaving positive reviews, giving the show a five stars, those things really help. It helps more people Find the podcast, find, you know, Soul Insights and Tarot, Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube. And then it helps more people have the tools, especially because we do offer a lot of tools, whether on my website or through this podcast or the the, the readings that I do. There's a lot of tools for coping and helping people understand themselves better in uh, the, the path of awakening, um, spiritual development, spiritual integration so we all need the support and that's what i'm here i love giving the support because i have been greatly helped by people that were very supportive um, of my process in life and my path and you know if it wasn't for people coming together and sharing what they knew or their gifts a lot of people wouldn't understand what is actually happening or have some some place to go or to get information so again uh if you want to listen by phone that's great i'm going to give the number again if you want to call in you just need to press 1 on your keypad that's 347 539 5122 347 539 5122, but remember you need to press 1 on your keypad, okay, because that gets you in the queue. And that lets me know you're not just listening from someplace else, from work or running around. All right, gang. So um, a lot, and also I want to extend you the invitation again. I'm going to keep reminding people about the Patreon uh, community too. That's a great way to get support and not only insights and help, but processes, exercises, meditations, uh, group connecting. That's another great way to um, get support, insight and information, but also share your particular soul perspective, not only on your life, but what's going on. And there's going to be more of this happening where people are more called to share and bring their peace Um in fact, I think it's May 20th. I am going to be doing a workshop on the key codes and um, bringing sound into it again with Grace O. If you're interested in that, you can email me um, 
and find out about it. I'll probably start, maybe I'll do a post today on the stories. I'll start posting on Instagram. I always forget to. But we're going to, um, one thing that's starting to happen is these key codes being decoded. That's part of this part of the awakening where people are getting signals of where to go or who to be with or what to what to share. They're, they're part. So you probably have felt right now, even during these eclipses um, in particular, that something has definitely changed or shifted within you. Like something, like, wow, something's over. Or it's like, I know when I did my dissertation, it's like all this work, and then I finally got to speak, and I finally got to say, I finally got to write what I thought, what I felt. You know, or the first time, you know, anything, graduating from school or a program or a workshop, or even if, even if it's as an artisan or a creative or you're in some job, maybe you had a, 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 you know, you had to learn something new, so there was a learning curve. You get to a point where you just go, something clicks, right? You just, you don't even think about it at the time, but looking back, you go, that was the moment I knew. I knew what I was doing or I knew what I was doing with my job or, or my jewelry design, my, the way that I painted changed and it was so much better or it made sense. I suggest to you that you really look at your life right now in the, from that lens because that is going to show you not only where to go, what to do, what's coming up next. Because one of the things that's happening in this part of the awakening, and this why sound and tone and wavelength and vibration, resonance and coherence is so important, is because that's what the soul operates on, energy and motion, the emotion of something, how much charge is there, what kind of charge. Is it life-enhancing charge, like when we get very inspired? Or is it mental, emotional, physical charge that is draining that, that, you know, innervates, that breaks things down. The soul, if we allow it, we don't get in the way through the higher self, will always go towards that which is life-enhancing. That's which brings more life force animating energy, what's more vital. So we really are becoming these more sensory beings, like, right, inner compass, GPS, it goes by the electromagnetic pull, Right? There's a map inside, and the map is now being revealed. But it's not done through thinking. So it's, it's almost like the thinking is the afterthought. And I saw something earlier. I think it was on the Astrology Podcast, actually. Um, and I think his name is Austin Kopic. Kopic, is that it? Um, and he was talking about... Um, why memes work and I was thinking as a clinical board certified clinical hypnotherapist I was thinking oh yeah the subconscious mind and having having studied Jung Jungian dream therapy and uh, healing I was like yes that's the subconscious but I love the way he's talking about because in the podcast they were talking about certain glyphs and and that language used to be, um, the you know the visual or, or auditory with some kind of also some kind of glyph some type of picture. So 
so we or the words in the picture and and by the way I, I want to remember this because we do have coming on later Drake Eastburn who is actually a hypnotherapist so I want to dive a bit uh into this with him because it's there is um statistics on this actually and the statistics show that when you're doing repatterning work or trying to change a pattern or you are changing a pattern, might be a better way to format this, um, is that if you use words and music or sound and tone and music, you have a better chance. And that's because it engages both the left hemisphere of the brain and the right so that's why even in you know workshops like all sound, all tone, all music that could be uplifting, that's helpful, but then you use the words for encoding, and then having the music or the tone or sound. That's why even like sitting near a river or listening to the waves of the ocean going back and forth, right, can be very mesmerizing. So it relaxes the what they call the conscious part of our aspect, but it's really the cognitive. It's the thinking and trying to figure things out part. It recedes. You know, it softens is a better way. It opens. It's, it's not doesn't have as much of a hold so that whatever you're encoding, that affirmation or that desire, that goal or whatever it is, has a better chance of um, embedding without resistance to, oh, I can't, or it doesn't make sense, or this or that. So I thought when um, Austin had said that in the podcast um, conversation about the memes, it really struck a chord. And he said because it, it really hits a meme, you know, just has just enough words and then the visual. And I thought to myself, that's something, that's where we're going. That's what's unfolding for us. And what is within that visual? There's, there is a sensing, a feeling tone. There's an intuition. We get something. You know, the right okay symbol with your hand saying everything's okay, but the right look on the face lets somebody know that's congruent. Yeah, everything is okay. I could tell by the, by the face what the person was looking like in the face, the peace, the calm, or, or relief. So if you had the symbol without the the continence of the visual and what's you know transmitted or emanates from the the physical it may not be congruent if it wasn't congruent the person would go no everything's not okay i could tell by how they looked so we're really getting a lot of retraining and entrainment to get out of conditioning. I, I just did a video, of the pick a card, it will be up tomorrow, 9 a.m., on messages from the higher self. I really got this in meditation, Just it was just like this train coming through my meditation. It was just like, um, just amazing. I love trains, by the way, so it wasn't like jarring. But this amazing messaging about timely, sensitive information and a lot of it had to do with conditioning. I think that's why I'm talking about this right now because I was, yeah, I was amazed. Every, it didn't matter. And those of you that watch the video, when you do it, you'll see. And if you watch All Soul Stories, if it was different ways. I shuffled in between. I shuffled on camera. It was a different focus, but the, the 
thread, the threading through was all about conditioning and beliefs and and being held back. And I feel what people are going to find out is most of our fear is due to conditioning of what we think will or will not happen. Because to me as a therapist, fear is not a big thing. It is a natural human emotion. It's needed. It's necessary. It's part of our inner psyche. It's, it's a protection mechanism. Now, to live chronically in that state or any state is not, you know, healthy. So when we talk about chronic fear or, you know, phobias, things like that, that impact people's lives negatively, that's a whole different thing. But really it goes down to beliefs, our conditioning. What were we conditioned to think about ourselves, about the world, or how to feel about ourselves, or, the, or perhaps primary caregivers? Was our world safe? Because if our world wasn't safe, then we don't feel the bigger world is safe. You know, there's all these correlations. So I found it very, very powerful and impacting the messaging that was coming through in this reading and how it ties in to the astrological transits right now with you know Pluto going back into Capricorn to look at the structure before it comes back into Aquarius with Pluto being our power, our empowerment, our cleansing, our clearing, our purifying, but where our power and empowerment is, reclaiming our power. And to reclaim our power, we do have to look at our conditioning. Because not only individually, you know, no blame or shame on families, it's a societal, it's been passed on for thousands of years to be less than, or this group is more than, this is the elite, this is the less, right? This is the master, these are the ones that have it all, these are the slaves. If you go back in written history of any sort, whether it's from texts or books or scrolls or written on a rock, you have this dynamic of power over underpowered. The, the slave, the master, the, you know, have, have nots. There's so many ways to say it. So that is what over time, chronological time and timing, our consciousness shifting, more consciousness, awareness, understanding, that is starting to change, to unlock that. And that's what I'm getting in a lot of the readings. It's about unlocking something, unlocking the prison, moving away from that. But it's literally being unlocked from within our mind our mindset, our inner psyche from our belief system or what we call mental constructs. We have certain mental constructs that have caused certain beliefs. The beliefs hold those in place. And some of it's out of protection to not feel a certain way or certain, you know, or to feel a certain way. This is why it's so important for us to express as a soul when you call in like on a podcast like this or other podcasts or groups or you join groups and you join with others and you don't just hang back forever and ever. You, you dare to speak your thoughts, your ideas. You dare to speak your experience. That's one more removal of the cog, of the link, of the shackle right? The chain from the link. It's one more unlinking, uncoupling from that conditioning, from that old paradigm scenario. 
so it literally is partly in this game that we walk away from something that says, okay, we learned or we experienced in this way. And now there's growth coming out of that, out of separation or feeling isolated, cut off, on our own. On a, now we are going into unity. That doesn't mean you lose your individuality. But you recognize and not only recognize but feel through the sensory, through the emotional body, the interconnectedness. So it's big changes right now. It's really definable. I don't know if I'd say big because we've been going through a lot of big changes and a lot of shifting and a lot of, we're in transition still. But I do feel it's starting to get much more definable. So look at places in your life where is the definition now starting to come in? That's the place to go. You know, I, I had the other day um, someone call me to do, a client of mine, to do a house clearing. And I emailed back and forth. And I forgot, I love house clearing. It's a lot of work, but it's amazing. I love getting in there in the energetic field. I love encountering spirits. I love helping them cross over or move over or go to the light. You know, I love all of that. And doing the, using the technique, the energetic clearing technique that I do. So I put that on my field of consciousness. Oh, I like that. I want to do more of that. Well, then, two more came in within, I think it was two days, three days at the most. And I thought, yes, I love doing this. I want to do more more of this. Um, I may even teach a workshop on it uh, because the way that I do it, it's, it's pretty, anyway, it's, it's pretty profound and it's fun and it's kind of a two-day process where you, the beginning you remote view into the house or location or whatever it is. And you start getting in touch with the spirit. So then my, that my sleep before the night before is always very lively with the spirits coming to me or me seeing what's going on around the property, uh, whether embodied beings, people, or non-embodied beings. But I felt that opening. I felt that this is definable. This, ooh, I like this. That's the soul. I like this. This, this feels good to me. This feels interesting to me. This brings in a certain type of feeling. We could call it inspiration. It raises my energy level. My vibrational frequency raises, extends or expands into my soul because it's part of my soul and my soul gifts. This to me is a lot of what I'm seeing in this upcoming eclipse cycle that started in April. We're, we're finishing the, the, the water earth. Uh, well, we'll have another water earth in um, uh, October. But we're moving into what is already grounded. Make it sacred ground it, or recognize it is sacred ground. Bring your ideas into physical manifestation. The, the, in other words, the soil, we've been tilling the soil. The soil's good, folks. The soil is good. Now it's time to act on inspiration, insight. Move into inspired action to have those ideas. It's a lot about ideas and sharing on the mental realm, clearing out the mental realm of conditioning and beliefs so that you can free up. So it is a very, very 
powerful, powerful, powerful time right now, especially as Pluto, when it goes back into Aquarius, that's about the individual, the individual within the group. That is about changing individually to change through the group and change the groups, the groups and how we relate. Whatever that means, corporations, companies, organizations, educational systems. It's the individual now. So the, the, the change seemed to happen with Pluto and Capricorn. It looks like things are happening on the outside, in the government, the government system, the government crackdown, trackdown, lockdown. It's, the, it's this body. But corporation, coming from the Latin word corpus, is in there, is individual body. So in Aquarius, we start waking up and going, hey, all these groups, all these companies, all these organizations – all these foundations, all these systems are made of me, are made of the individual. So it's going to be a time really about reclaiming power, maybe more power struggles, individual with the group, with the collective, and then people recognizing, oh, I am part of the collective. So if, I, if out of 100 people, individually 10 of us pull away to do something else, that's going to make an impact or 20 of us, or 50 of us. You see what I'm saying? So there's really going to be a lot more empowerment that becomes more definable in your own way, in your own soul way. Let's see what people have gotten in the chat. Then we're going to go to callers, 347-539-5122. Oh, Jackie, about the workshop. Yeah, um Maybe you can go to you. Okay, yeah, put it in the, if you don't mind, um, yeah, just email me. Yeah, the, um, I'm kind of excited about it too, actually. Maybe I can put the link in. I always, oh, here it is. Yeah, key code and act, key code, activation and vibrational sound attunement. We're attuning. So I will put that in the chatteroo. You can always email me or email info at soulplayground.life. You can also go to union, union.com, and just click on my Michelle Mache or say Michelle Mache, and it'll have but, – but I'll remember to post. I'll remember to post. Yes, it's going to be on union because then I can leave the replays. Okay, I just put the link in the chat. Um. Oh, sorry, Jackie. Oh, thanks, Jacqueline. Union.fit, okay. <laughs> okay, sound attunement. Let me put it in. See, these little things I don't remember. And, you know, I used to get upset with myself. that, But now I'm like, okay, Michelle, that's just kind of a little bit how you are. Um, what is, somebody said something. Bob, where is the definition starting to come in? You mean where are we becoming more clearly defined? Ooh, I like that, Bob. Uh, yes. Now, yes, clearly defined or situations like, <clears throat> like in that example I gave you. It's defining the energy. I'm sure a lot of you would, would agree with me on this. And if you don't, that's fine too and let me know. We've had so much change and so much, quote-unquote, up in the air that things haven't been definable or as defined. 
we felt something changing in our life or, oh, I don't know, I don't feel happy about this or oh, I feel a little bored or constricted or I don't know, I want to do, I don't know if it's the right time. Now that energy, because remember if you, those of you that listen to my podcast, you know, on a pretty regular basis, I was saying all along that don't get caught up in the fear of this chaotic energy. It's just creative energy. So, you know, like, like let's say the people that were like, oh, my God, typewriter sales are down. This is an example. Nobody's buying typewriters anymore. What are we going to do? Oh, my God, typewriter sales are down. Instead of lamenting about typewriter sales down, some people were taking that typewriter keyboard, using that keyboard or adapting it to a QWERTY uh, keyboard and making a PDA, you know, personal data assistant from which the smartphone came in. Do you see what I'm saying? This is the time for innovation. I asked the guys, I said, is there going to be invention? There will be, but really right now, even if you look at AI, it's still an innovation. It's still based on other things that were already invented, other technology, other platforms, other systems. Um, because I remember when I was, I actually took a chatbot making course um, a few years ago, and what I wanted to do is basically what AI is doing right now, but aggregating from the Internet. I wanted to do that. And I was told minimum it would cost $30,000, but probably more like 300000 because in order for what I wanted to create, um, there would, a, a company would need at least a year of my conversations or, or what clients mostly ask me or students to aggregate all of that and put it into a certain form that I wanted to do. And I said, this was the way. See, I get this stuff from the guides. They told me this years ago. They said, this is people are going to want to duplicate themselves, you know. And so I thought, oh, God, that's a great idea. I've been trying to do that in various ways. So I had this great idea, this great, um, which I talked to some people, investors, um, and some were willing to give some seed money, but I still had to do a lot of it on my own. And I thought, I thought, no, something will happen with the technology that it's just going to get easier. Uh, and same with NFT, non-fungible. Um, what am I saying? Transits. What am I? Um, NFTs and EFTs uh, that EFT tapping. Uh, anyway, same with that technology, you know, it just, it, it's still so new, and three to four years ago, five years, it was still very new, and what are we going to do, you know, or we're going to make an NFT of a bunny, and, and people are buying that. I had friends that bought these NFTs for a thousand, three, six thousand dollars, they're like, oh, you should, you should uh, buy this and put it in your wallet, and it's going to be worth something, and I'm like, well, first of all, I don't like the art, and secondarily, how is it going, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think me having this that people are going to want this and I'm going to be able, um, you know, to take that and, and do something with it. You know, there's nothing, you know, with that NFT non-fungible token or fungible token, FT, there, what am I getting, you know, there has to be more value. It has to be used as an access point. So I, I've been speaking in some small groups about this, uh, sharing there. 
Yeah, emotional freedom technique, Bob. Yeah, I just got it messed up. <laughs> oh, Jackie, you just signed up. Yay! Yay, 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 yay. Great. I'll see you Saturday. Uh, well, the 20th. Yeah, not EFT, which I did study EFT. You know, that's really my world. <laughs> not NFTs, but using NFTs perhaps. Yeah, non-fungible tokens and FT fungible tokens. So there's a lot then I'm going to get to callers. But basically, and Bob, to your point in the chat, it's definable moments, but think of it also as definable energy. The energy is starting to get more defined. Now, see, I do, we do deep dives onto this in my Patreon group. We talk about, especially in the Soul Path Seeker and Soul Path Journeyer um, tier, because in the Soul Path Journeyer tier, we meet monthly. These, what we're talking about is the building box of manifestation of creation. And so as an occultist, an esotericist, this is what we learn. This is the basis of magic, you know, partially alchemy. Alchemy, magic, these are just parts, aspects or parts of manifestation. So if I know, okay, here's a tip, you guys, and I, I'm telling you, I do deep dives into this into my workshops I love talking about this because this is how the universe works. This is on a spirit with the spiritual essence, you know, energy. Yeah, to know what's manifesting or wants to come through to bring more resonance or see if you have enough resonance for this. You you begin to feel it or you need to feel it energetically. And so that's what's happening right now. We're moving from the spirit realm, the undifferentiated energy of God or the all that is, is coalescing, it's chaotic, it's moving around into the akash, the place of the seed, right? The, temp, the, the blueprint, the blueprint. And then from the akash into the astral and then the etheric, it hangs in the etheric. This is also, um, which I do integrate in, the tree of life, it bounces from the seventh, eighth, and ninth sphere, right? It bounces from these spheres to start coalescing to see, is there enough to manifest this? Is there enough? That's the, you know, the, the, the spheres of creation. Is there enough there to manifest the tenth sphere to make it a denser physical reality? So it's very powerful. So what's happening is, in essence, part of the awakening and then people studying and or rem- learning and or remembering. So, again, it always goes back to follow the feeling, the resonance, the true vibration. But we have to clear enough of the emotional patterning or, or emotional wounding to understand what is really of resonance because we've been taught to fake resonance. We've been taught... Oh, I'm really excited about this. This is amazing. This is going to be successful. This is what I need to do. Not knowing ourselves. And then we don't get what we want. Or, you know, it could be very detrimental. Or it doesn't last. So it bounces from that honor to victory to foundation to kingdom in the, on the tree of life. And then it begins to coalesce, Right? That's what we're talking about, the coalescing. That's where the definition starts coming through. And so now you can help it. That's where you become that co-creator or you tap into your creator ability, right? 
you tap into the creator aspect of your being, that I feel now where the energy wants to go. Right? It's Yisad is the foundation. And it's to establish patterns. It's to see what patterns are working for you. See, we've been taught to fight the patterns. That's part of the problem. We, you know, we fight the pattern. Oh, I don't want that. That's not me. But that might be your soul. And then when you start learning to align more to your soul, you are more fulfilled. You are more happy. You are very happy. You know, it reminds me of one of the indigenous uh, cultures. We had a woman on years ago, and she mentioned this, an author that lived with the uh, Maori. I can never say this right. Maori? Maori. The Maori. Maori. The Maoris in New Zealand. And I can see her face, but I cannot think of her name right now. A lovely, lovely woman. But they give a general name at birth, and then around, I think it's 13 or 14, when they start seeing the child, what the child's natural proclivities are, what really the child is interested in, then they name the child a name that goes along with that, that's in resonance with that, right? Reinforces that. This is why I'm a proponent of people getting their charts done, not only for themselves, but their, their children. So you're not fighting the, na- the true nature. And that's what, unfortunately, in the old paradigm, the old game, there was a lot of fighting our true nature, how we really are. I mean, if people did that, there wouldn't be bullying. There would be no need to bully, you know. So there will be at some point more of a relaxing. And I think you guys are going to start feeling this in your own life, kind of a relaxing into, hmm, this is how I am, okay. And then drawing in, because there's no resistance, more people that understand you, that get you. Or maybe even a shift with those around you now, because they're relaxing into how they really are, what they're about, you know, how they operate on this dimension. You know, they'll be relaxing more into their soul. And so that's a, that's a highest level of self-love and self-acceptance, and, and from that comes acceptance and love of others. You know, anyone that bullies is not happy, is, that is, does not have a sense of self or interconnectedness or is not connected to God, the divine, or the all that is. They're just not. They don't have a, a rich, sweet inner life. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing that. And usually, most they are bully themselves at home so they that further reinforces or destabilizes them so we're healing from that to really open up and embrace ourselves on a soul level yeah all right let us get to callers hello you're on air hi michelle thank you so much for taking my call i enjoyed your um talk uh this is carla Hi, Carla. Welcome. Hi. So, as you probably uh, recall, I've called you a few times over the past couple of months trying to figure out um, the situation on my condo, and you keep seeing that it will sell. And I'm just wondering if there's a way, like, we can, like, um, narrow in on the timeline. Do you see anything in terms of, like, will it be this month? 
I don't know. You know, I, the only thing that I get with you is that patience, and I feel like things move more in the spring. I might have even said May. Um, mm-hmm. Right. I feel, yeah, you know, and this is it's interesting that a lot of times, you know, many times, in fact, our individual life and focus is influenced, affected by outer by the collective by the outer circle you know and so you are in a, you are in an odd time and especially with your place the type of place that you have and there's a lot of places i feel that are are like that and people are looking more for best deals or they're waiting after mm-hmm. taxes after there's money concerns so you're mm-hmm. you're bumping into um a lot of that and also i feel psychically the how the condo has been on the property or in the market the property has been on the market a long time so that's what i could tell you i would say i still stand by things moving more in the spring things moving more in may people coming back around but it did show i do remember you know delays and also you put the how you know the condo in the market that's not just psychic that's you know during the winter so people Mm -hmm. have seen it so there's there's a lot more than just your um you know, your individual focus. So maybe one thing that can help you manifest or draw in is just what I've been talking about. Look at what is taking, what is definable in your life. Look at what you can do. Because if you start harnessing energy that way, you tap more into the abundance frequency. Right mm-hmm. now you're tapping into the lack of, of what's not happening. But you don't know what's happening underneath the surface, right? So Sometimes what has to happen is when we start focusing on, like, for instance, a gratitude list or appreciation, or we just yeah. go, okay, this, yeah. is, this is slow, this isn't moving, let me put my energy over on X and Y. Let me focus on that. Then you start connecting it. Okay, well, then just keep yeah. doing that. Put focus, yeah, right. that's no, what I, I would do. share with because you. Whenever I get, you know, a little upset about it, I do focus on what's right in my life, and there's so much to be grateful for. Um, but I guess, you know, just <laughs> patience is the issue, and I yeah, felt like patience. in the beginning I was well, very patient. Well, and I would say now not, like... <laughs> but not, but see, you're still getting up, d- disappointed about it. See, that's where the shift yeah. has to happen, where you yeah, just enter yeah. a resolve, like this may not sell, or this may not sell mm-hmm. when it's going to. But once you come to peace mm-hmm. with that, mm-hmm. and you go, that, I'm just put, putting this over to the side, and now I'm going yeah. to create something over here. I'm going to focus over here. You know, I'm redoing my garden. I'm mm-hmm. doing this, or I, I'm going to—I don't know. Whatever it is, that taps. That starts bringing the disparate energy, the energy that is, because I can see it in your energy patterns. Kind of. Um, so when you get back into that, more of that with the whirlwind of abundance then the, mm-hmm. those energy patterns start coming together, or energy flows is really what they are. They start coming back together and coalescing. It works. Mm-hmm. I've done it in my own life when things haven't been working or haven't happened, and I just completely leave that. And it doesn't – the thing – the key is to do it, you have to completely leave that worry. That you have to hand it to the higher self. You got, might mm-hmm. get my MP3, Transforming Fear into Creativity. Because if you don't leave it, it doesn't matter what you tell me or what you tell yourself or what you tell your friends. Yeah. The universe goes only by the energy. And for me, just okay. going meeting people or going to a cafe or museum, doing something like that, boom, that 
see, I know what gets my energy back into that abundance flow where the energy can now coalesce. That's what you need to do. Yeah. For me, it actually is watching movies. (laughs) I just... It transports me, and it's fun, so I do that. No, yeah. you need to get out, though. You need out, because if that's what Walking. you're doing, it's not. Yeah. 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 That's what I would share with yeah. you, oh, Carla. Okay, oh, yeah, keep I appreciate us posted. that, Michelle. Oh, you're Take so care. welcome. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Haley. Hey, Haley. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Um, I was wondering... If you could connect in with my fur child, um, Einstein, he's my dog. And I just feel like he has been bad lately, and I'm not sure what to do about it. And, what, and what's what's his name? Einstein. Einstein. Oh, I love that thing. A little mm-hmm. Einstein-y. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, hold on. Mm, okay, I get him a couple things. Either you or okay. him or both of you. There's some stomach stuff going on. Okay, I've wondered that actually. Okay. Yeah, there's something going on with the stomach, but also you've been a bit sad or disappointed. Something that was supposed to happen didn't happen. It might have been even a relationship. Mm-hmm. Is that true? That Someone, is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so he's picking up on that energy, and mm. he wants to go out and explore, go someplace new. Mm. Okay. And so yeah. So that's it. That's and he's perking up. His little ears are going up. So yeah, there is something in okay. the tummy. There's something going on there. Um, okay. And maybe even with you, you guys are very. He is your little baby, so he is picking up stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that disappointment. Know. You you thought that this was leading somewhere, going to be somewhere, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I would have a little talk with him, and I would just say, little Einstein, if you're listening. Um, and you can mm-hmm. have a similar talk with him. And just let him know mm-hmm. that you want someone in your life, but you're perfectly happy with him and to power mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, do, and do some fun stuff together. Okay. Um, but that's what it is. It's that, that disappointment. He's, he, mm-hmm. I think for some reason you really felt it. Yeah. I think you had well, a whirlwind or something. Well, he also loves the, the person, yeah. But I also, I've been, oh. I've been, I have been really sad, and I've been definitely, yeah. like, he's been, like, my little, like, comforter through all of it. So yeah, I'm sure he feels it. What's yeah, he, He's absorbing all that, just like children do. Mm. So you need to mm. not, he needs to be your explore buddy. Like, he's your mm. child, okay. so you want to comfort him, reassure him, everything's good. And, you know, I'm just a little sad this didn't work out. I thought it was really going to work out. Uh, but we're going to have fun okay. until we till we get the one, the one in here. Yeah. And we're going to go do yeah. explore, and we're going to eat some good food. I'm going to get you a good snacky, and I'm going to get a good snacky. Perfect. And, uh, okay. yeah, that's what's going on. That makes sense. It's funny, too, because I have been thinking I need to take him new places. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm like, I'm about to do that right now. So. Oh, yeah. good, yeah. I'm He's wondering. More, just like you, you are, you know, because you yeah. need to go to new places. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> Yeah, you may be meeting somebody with a dog, by the way, being out and about. Mm, Okay. Okay. 
I've wondered if he wants like a little animal friend, but I no, I don't no, know. No, people that's always it. do that. And I I'm also mm. as a psychic medium and channel and animal communicator. Most of mm-hmm. the time people get another dog. It's it's dogs especially if they've been your baby. It's just, mm-hmm. You have to go doggy by doggy, but what I have seen a lot they they really bond with you, especially if they've been mm. They don't always want another to share your attention. Yeah, that makes sense. It's for you to get out and about. This is your little explorer, Dora the Explorer energy. This is you guys go yeah. out here and there, this and that. That's what he wants okay. to do again. Okay, perfect. Well, thank yeah. you so much. That definitely resonates. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Okay, <laughs> we're going to get thanks for calling in, Aileen. Okay, thank you. Have fun. Right, okay, bye. bye. Thanks. Okay, let's get to the next caller. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Sunray. How are you? Good. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I miss you so much. Um, I just wanted to say um, uh, just first a quick shout-out to Bob. Um, because I, when you were talking about the defined areas of one's life, I had the same question. Um, oh, so perfect. I thought that was really great. It really answered all my questions. And the beginning of your, of today's podcast is just so much confirmation for what I'm experiencing, and um, which is like the all the above, just the gravity of, of the, um, of things in motion. Uh, and coming together, um, but also like the mystery of everything. So everything's just kind of still oh, not as defined. <laughs> no, well, the thing is, we're talking about definable energy, that the energy is starting to coalesce. So this is where, uh, and actually you're in the Patreon too, the Soul Path. I just got you? back, yeah. I just Yay! signed up again. I hope sometime you can come to, to, to our class, our meeting. At oh, point. yes, yes, yes. That's for the yes. soul journeyer, I believe. Yeah, soul path journeyer. Um, okay. But, yes, yeah, so everything that we're doing about getting that extrasensory perception to be able to perceive, right, on the soul level, mm-hmm. get, extending to the higher self, because you want to work with the energy before – it's like that hunch, or, I, you know, a lot of times, especially my oh. actor friends, they'll say, I just knew something about this world. I knew my life was going to change. Yeah, just tapping into I knew this intuition. That's, yes. So that's what people need to be doing right now is to honestly feel that. And because it's not, it's not necessarily definable in a manifested, you know, made physical way. It's still, we're still dealing with what's, coalescing on the I would say it's coming from the Akashic but we're dealing a lot with right now the astral plane I think I talked about that and I did do a video in Patreon we did we did it in the group but I I did do two videos tutorials on the astral plane what that is how it corresponds to the body and so a lot happens see in that astral plane that's why I'm kind of I feel like I'm I don't want to reiterate, you know, I, I feel like I'm kind of keep underscoring this and I, because I, I, I want to really emphasize how important this is for everyone because people are wanting to know what direction or how do I manifest this. 
You have to feel it. Where is the energy picking? It's like dating. Oh, uh, I think you mentioned this. I also wanted to kind of, I, I, I'm picking up on what you're putting into your caution, what the stream of consciousness that you're saying is. Um, one thing that I've translated and that you've mentioned in past podcasts of like, okay, there's a retrograde coming up. There's an eclipse. There's a full moon. There's a new moon. Oh, maybe that's three months down the line, but it's not that. It's, it's about tapping into that energy and reining it in to this present moment that you can still pull that in. And I've translated that now into, like, if I want a car and I'm wanting to manifest that car, it might be three, four months down the line or a year from now, that relationship, that house, that condo, whatever, but I can tap into that happening that's happening there into this now moment. And then that's kind of the aligning with that energy. Am I correct? Yeah, that's a piece. But also what I'm sharing is that our next step or what we're meant to be doing is, okay, Carla, lovely Carla, are you still listening? This is a good example with the condo. If it's it's not moving or selling in that direction, then there is something else that's opening. There always is. We may not want to look Mm. at it. And that's why I said, in a way, it's kind of like dating. We might be dating, you know, and I get this all the time with clients. They might be dating three or four people, and the one that they want, I don't, I'm not, I'm like, I don't see that. They're like, well, that's the one I want. I'm like, okay, but I don't, there's three or four other people. And then they'll say, well, yeah, I know it is so-and-so really likes me. We have a connection, but I really like the other one. Okay, but that's not what is. That energy. Oh, That's the a big wake-up call. There. You see, we're all we're, we've been trained, and also the misinformation about people, and I hate to say it, very famous people that do not understand the truth of the law of magnetic attraction or law of correspondence. That you don't use that, you activate it by by noticing what is active in your life, and you have to. Like an alchemist, you have to garner that energy. You have to um, let it coalesce. It's like if I wanted to make a huge teapot that, that serves 12 people, and I only have enough clay for six, I could be upset that I didn't buy enough, or my friend or my family member, or my husband didn't buy enough, my girlfriend didn't buy enough clay, or they didn't have the money. We, could, we get into story. I really want this to sell. I really want this to happen. I really want that guy. I really want that girl. We get all in, and it's like, okay, you have a blob of clay that w- will only make a mini teapot. That's what you have. So the universe, which is our higher, yes, do you see what I'm saying? The higher self, we think it's a straight line. It's not a straight line. The higher self and the universe will start going, oh, they're envisioning a bigger teapot. And they'll lead you somewhere. But we go, no, I don't want to go there. I want to do my teapot. And and the universe is opening this door. We're getting nudged. We're getting a feeling to do something else. But we go, no, I want to make the teapot right now. We stay stuck on that (laughs) damn teapot. And then we go somewhere. Finally, we give in. A friend says, God, you've been resisting this. I just want to take you to this place. I think it has what you need. And you go there, and there's mounds of clay and the owner says, I'm selling the place. You can have all the clay you want. And you're like, oh, I just wanted a 12-serving teapot. And then you go, oh, my God, I can make a teapot for myself. And I could make 100 teapots and sell them on Etsy now. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm talking oh, about. Wow, that's 
call it, talk about abundance. <laughs> yes, but we hold oh, wow. on That's to that little really great thing. Visual. Right? That, but we hold yeah. on. I, I've done it myself. We hold on because this is what yeah. I'm focused on right now. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. But when we learn to really let it go, and it is radical, it's mm-hmm. challenging, and it's uncomfortable because our ego mind says, if you don't keep focusing on it and worrying about it and trying to make it happen, it won't happen. And that is the lie. It will happen. It's, the, it's what we call applied effort. It's the right of effort applied. If we apply too much, the energy collapses or dissipates or moves away. We get exhausted. Mm, too much if we don't, Yes, if we don't apply enough energy, then there isn't enough electricity to mm-hmm. connect with the thing and then the magnetic energy to draw it in. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's potent. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that makes You're welcome. Ton of sense. Thank you and thank Bob yeah. in the chat. Love yes. it. Yes, yes, yes. And all of your magical words have been just like, thank you for breaking it down and the magic behind it. And, um, and taking uh, an energetic shot every time you say it, coalesce too as well. Yes, it is a coalesce. I mean, I it works. I mean, I've ta- shared with people on this podcast about my car situation where uh-huh. I, I need to get a new car, my little mini, you know, I loved it. It was mm-hmm. just time for it to move on. And I go to look mm-hmm. for cars, and it's after the the thingy happened. No cars. Mm. And then, okay, they're not avail- they, They're not getting them in. They're not in stock. I look around. I look online. I look in other states. I look out. Then, I, then they start getting them in, but they're used cars as expensive as a brand new one or more expensive than a brand new. So I wait. I wait two months, three months. I say I'm just going to – I can walk. I can take Uber and Lyft. Let it go. Let it go. I let it go. I come back. Oh, now they don't have the, I don't know, the electrical thing, the something, you know. So the, the, again, so then I just totally let it go, and I said, "By I'm, I'm going to let it go for another six months, eight months, see what happens." Mm. Um, and people were telling me, "Oh yeah, it took me six months to get my car," or, I, "Or I'm on a waiting list," or they or they paid an exorbitant amount of money for a car that really wasn't worth it. So where I live, I can you know great friends. I have Uber. I have Lyft. I can rent. I can rent a car. I did that sometimes. I totally let it go. And then a friend asked me to take care of, you guys know, little monkey in Dorget to take care. Oh, yeah. This yeah. acquaintance of mine was moving out of the country. Yeah. And then she says, because I hate car shopping. I always do. That's why I get, a new, I get a new car. I keep it almost forever because I just hate the whole process. I'm not a right. car. I love cars. I think they're great, but I'm not a big car I'm in, that, I'm in that space yeah. right now looking for one. Well, then she says, oh, and I need to get my, rid of my, you know, my lease. Would you want to take that over? And I'm like, what do I have to do? I just have oh. to pay this, fill this out. And I'm like, and it was right at the time that I was going to start looking again. Oh, my gosh. This is wow. what I'm talking about, folks. And it was something, wow. my previous okay. car was a BMW. This was a BMW. My car before that, Mercedes, it was right in my cushy <sighs> range, comfort for the lumbar, sunroof. Oh. And I was looking at going from a small little car to a SUV. Um, oh. And, by the way, two months before this happened, I was telling a friend of mine, I had a dream of a new car was in my driveway. A black car. Mm. And as, mm. 
Yeah, and I was like, oh, I didn't think of getting that kind of car. That's not what I was looking at. But I told my friend, I told my friend Lori, I said, well, I know I'm going to get a new car. And I go, maybe someone's going to gift me a car, you know, uh, which is pretty oh, much see, that's what I've mentioned about because I have no savings. And I'm like, okay, I want to manifest this car in three months. And I just got my license on 420 and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to tell the universe, how would just someone just give me a car? <laughs> you focus on what's coalescing. I let go of the car yeah. and all that. Friends of mine are, everybody's like, uh-huh. Michelle, you need a car. Why don't you have a car? You can, I, I'm like, yeah, I can afford to buy a car paying outright. I, it's not about the money. It's about, I knew spirit, my higher self, was keeping me slowed down and focused on other things. I went way inward. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of workshops. I, this is what I'm trying to explain to everyone. I didn't well, worry about, or, yeah, and I didn't identify with, what having a car or not having a car means or status of it or I'm a slacker or I'm a this. I'm, I let it completely go and I put that energy into my healing, my inner work and working with the spiritual hierarchy and the oversouls and doing these workshops and things that I started doing for you. I just, I said, let me create in another way. That's what, I, what I'm really trying to get across. Mm-hmm. That is like kind of our, like if you're at a, Oh, sorry. Would it be kind of like no, when you're ahead. sitting at dinner and you're you like put in your at a restaurant and you like sit down and you put in your food order with the server and that's you kind of putting that effort. I'm putting this out there. This is what I want to eat, and then letting it go as in like trusting that the server will take that order to the kitchen. The kitchen will make it and then it'll come back to you. And yeah, is that and yes, but and your higher self is walking with the server. See, everyone's forgetting about the higher self. Ooh. They're only focusing on the cognitive or rational mind, or the conscious mind. We could talk about it—the subconscious that connects into the creative unconscious or the collective unconscious. There is a part of you that is still working on what it is that you want. That's. That's what I'm trying to get across, and that's what's going to be a big switcheroo and aha in this new paradigm. If I really want something, there is an aspect of me or part of me that's moving and and making that happen for the best result based on my vibrational frequency, emotional development, level of havingness with how much I could have. I already told friends, I said, look, yeah, I could go out and buy a car right now. I could pay cash for it, but I don't want the hassle. I don't want to keep driving to places or looking out. It was, it was. T- I, so one day I was on eight hours, a few days, eight hours online and calling people and internet and you know and oh, you can get this car in Texas sent to you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> then I can't look. At it. And I'm like, no, I'm letting that go. That's that's not my idea of fun. It, 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 let it go. Oh. I come let it go my ego my my avatar let it go so i can create and focus and learn and do what i other things while energetically etherically on the spirit realm the higher self with the universe or god or whatever is getting with another person's higher self everything was being worked out that's what i'm trying to communicate is just because it's not happening right now in the way that you want or we want or I want. It doesn't mean that it's not coming into form. But you have to follow the energy, the resonance, 
to get into the energy to coalesce to make it to draw it in or make it happen. It's the same. It's all the same energy. Mm. Wow. Let's see if our guest is coming on yet. Let's Thank you so here. much, Michelle. <laughs> you are well, download. You, the sun, so you always do that, and Bob, the deep downloads come through. The deep downloads. <laughs> Let them, let yeah. it flow. <laughs> okay, yeah, let it so flow. Much, Michelle. Yeah, just don't think you're. A, if you focus on something else, your higher self, the true you, your guides, God, the universe, higher self, whatever, yeah. whatever belief system you have, that that is not forgotten. You still have to do your part. I mean, if you want to lose yeah. twenty pounds or fifty pounds. You probably have to do some walking or go to the gym or do something. But if you've engaged that part of you, the, the uh, subconscious or unconscious, if you've engaged that part or the inner mm-hmm. psyche where the higher self is, then you're going to notice, oh, I'm eating healthier, I'm eating better, I'm walking a little more, oh, I'm hanging out more with my friend that likes to be active, I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting up in the morning and working mm-hmm. out, I'm not watching six hours of Netflix, I'm watching four hours and then... The other two hours I'm cooking, and you know what I'm saying? These things start happening. Yeah, you're making small changes. Yes, but they start happening spontaneously. Yes, they start coming together. Mm, Wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited now. Thank you. This is some delicious messages. Thank you. That I'm excited to see, um, like a beautiful origami just now unfolding, um, and yes. then watching every beautiful piece of origami unfolding and then coming together Aww. to form this bigger pattern, and then coming then that forming into a new type of origami. Yeah. So that's I feel like that's what this discussion has brought, and I really appreciate you so much, Michelle. You're oh, welcome. So much, 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 much. Back at you. you. You too. Mm. Back at you. Big hug. Bye. Bye. All right. Joy Fun Happiness was asking, wondering what workshops you were taking. No, I was teaching them. This is what I teach. This is what a lot of what I teach in my workshops and seminars and retreats. Um, so I got busy creating curriculum to do what I was already doing and manifesting from that place, right? A lot of times we teach what we know, right, or what we've learned. All right, so let's get to our second half of the program, our Awakening Dialogue with Drake Eastburn. Um, Very excited as a fellow hypnotherapist, very excited to connect uh, with him. Uh, His most recent book is The Hypnotist Bible, A Reference and Journey. Uh, It was released in December 15, 2022, so you can still uh, get that. Anything about hypnotherapy is always of interest to me. Hello there, Drake. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? I am doing great. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Nice day. Yeah? Huh? Yeah, nice day. Where, where, are, where are you calling from? What area? Well, I'm outside of Denver, Colorado, a little ways. Oh, nice. That's be- Oh, you, you've got, I bet, beautiful weather. In the mountains there. Yeah, we're not nice blue sky and it's nice and just a little bit cool. But you know where it feels good, not too cool. Yeah. 
So um, actually, one of my hypnotherapy teachers, I think, is out by your way, um, Dr. D. Hahn. I don't know if you know of him, but I just, um, I do believe in Colorado. Moved there. Um, I knew him when he was in the San Diego area. Um, Let's, yeah, yeah, and then he moved uh, there. Let's um, dive in a bit. Um, And I I love that you also are teaching foundational classes the Institute of right. Colorado and Globery. That is great because I do feel that uh, hypnotherapy, hypnosis is it's not yet fully understood or tapped into, and I feel that as we go more into this new paradigm, that that is going to be one of the a key adjunct um, therapeutic practice for a lot of modalities, um, whether it's self-hypnosis or people working with others. Um, but if you could, for our listeners, because there is so many, as you know, misnomers about uh, hypnotherapy or hypnosis, uh, share with us a bit, because you have a lot of experience, um, your understanding and your uses of um, hypnotherapy uh, for our listeners. Wow. That's a, not a small question, actually. <laughs> you know, you think it'd be, Drake, it'd be a simple one. This is how we one. do it. We, just, we deep dive here. They're ready. They are ready. People, <laughs> yeah, they're ready. They're, I'm sure some of them are already ordering your book because that's how it goes here. People oh, are like, okay. oh, this is interesting. Let me go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And since I wrote the book, What Is Hypnosis, I ought to be able to answer that question pretty easily, but uh, it. Uh, you know, people, everybody wants uh, to compartmentalize things. They want this nice, simple little uh, one-sentence uh, yeah. explanation, yeah. and it just yeah. kind of defies that. You know, and yes, people I agree. Used, uh, I, it's multi-leveled. Yeah. People use uh, definitions like it's a relaxed state or a deeply relaxed state or a mm-hmm. profound state or a state of heightened suggestibility or uh focused awareness or whatever and all of those things are part of hypnosis um but none of them are actually definitions of hypnosis yeah. because you know if we say uh heightened level of suggestibility well that is a response to being in hypnosis so it can't be hypnosis it's one of the mm. one of the byproducts of being in hypnosis yeah uh, same way uh, we say, well, it's a relaxed state. Well, it, it, that often is, uh, often when we are in hypnosis, we are relaxed, but we don't have to be to relax, so that's that, right. that doesn't work either. And hypnosis, again, is the thing causing those sensations of relaxation. So there's been lots of debate, and it, it goes on, and the uh, academic world as well, they're no better at this than anybody else, but... But it doesn't keep them from uh, 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 putting their opinions out there. And there's a lot of debate about whether it's a state or a non-state and all this. And it comes down right. to it really doesn't matter. In the second edition of my book, What Is Hypnosis Really? I I promote the application theory of hypnosis. And hypnosis in the application theory hypnosis is not about being in a state or being in a non-state it's about mm. has some application some sort of uh cause uh, occurred which causes some sort of hypnotic response those things that we call a hypnotic response and 
it could be something, it could be me as a hypnotist doing, uh, taking you through a certain process that helps you to achieve these levels of consciousness. But just as easily, it could be something uh, serendipitous that, you know, you're just uh, daydreaming and next thing you know, you're off in Never Never Land or whatever. That is also just as valid. It's a little harder to measure, you know, if somebody comes to me and I take them through a process to, uh, let's say, relieve a headache, and the outcome is there's no more headache, then we know what the application and the procedure was and the result. But when right. it's uh, serendipitous, there there is a cause and effect, uh, but it's not always as apparent because we don't – uh, we weren't like uh, 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 charting the whole thing, so you know it's like there it is, but we didn't notice it. Right. So it, it, it's all, it, and I'm giving you the very uh, abbreviated version of this definition because it's kind of long. But you know what? But I like what you're saying is, because I agree. Because a lot of times people talk about really the outpicturing or symptom or aspect of but not really the consciousness that is achieved it's usually like well i use hypnosis for relaxation or you feel relaxed or it's like when you're staring out you know or you're driving and you look out uh the window you know or you or the state before you get up or right before you get up or right before you go to sleep but you're talking about what's right before that, that sweet spot. There's something that is happening. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, Straight. That's, yeah, that's. Yeah, and we, and we can use a lot of methods to get there, you know. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, but none of those methods are hypnosis in and of itself. They're, they're just tools to help us get there. Yeah, you know, back in the, Back in the day, um, Dr. James Braid walked into the uh, uh, observation room and his uh, patient was sitting there staring into an oil lamp. And he had been watching this flickering flame of the oil lamp to where it hypnotized him. And he recognized that he could guide this person around, that the flame itself had caused the induction into hypnosis. And... All of a sudden, that became a major way of hypnotizing people with staring into flames. Oh, we all know if we sit and stare at a candle or something, it can take us into a trance, or if we're sitting around the campfire or looking in the fireplace, those kind of things can take us into trance. And back in his day, yeah, they used those flickering flames, but they also used things like mirrors and crystals and the edge of a knife, anything to focus. And a lot of this was referred to as fascination. And sometimes they mm. used several mirrors and even rotating sets of mirrors, and they would hypnotize an individual or groups of people. And this is all kind of found by accident. You know, it's like this wasn't a scientific discovery. Well, I guess a lot of <laughs> what we call scientific discoveries are just accidents that we stumble upon, which is great. But, um, yeah, so, you know, when we think about, uh, you know, sometimes I say hypnosis is – its own definition. And what I mean by that, you know, mm. if you, uh, back in English class, the teacher told you, don't define the word with the word. But, <laughs> you know, and I mm-hmm. understand that. But, you know, if, like we look at electricity. 
So what is electricity? Well, there's not really a good definition for that either. People go, well, it's uh, current flowing through a conductor, which can be the case. Um, but what if, what if we have static electricity or chemical electricity or magnetic electricity? Uh, they don't have to flow anywhere. And so those definitions then some say, well, it's energy. Well, of course, it, it is energy. Uh, however, as Einstein said, everything is energy, so that really doesn't <laughs> explain us either. But we all know what electricity is, and we all use mm -hmm. it, even though we don't have a very good definition of it. And I think hypnosis is the same way. We use it all the time. Uh, whether we realize it or not, we're using it all the time. But it's, mm. it's not easy to put a thumb on it. So, in a way, hypnosis is its own definition, and uh, we we go to a lot of trouble to to uh, get by any definition that we might have learned in our hypnosis classes. And I've been in a lot of classes, and none of those definitions so far have satisfied my curiosity. So that's kind of that's kind of way that works, but. That uh, there's a whole chapter in um, what is hypnosis really uh, the second edition that talks about the application theory and how that fits into what we do and it should help to alleviate arguments that people have out there especially in the academic world those guys just love to argue these things um, and and most of them are wrong anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we have to do it you know it's an exercise. We like to go through, I guess. I'm not a big arguer myself. I like to look at the facts and examine them and and uh, see if it applies to what's going on in reality. But, I would uh, agree. Yeah, I'm very stuff. similar. I don't. Yeah, I'd rather like I, I'm. I'm of the. It's okay. That we can agree to disagree if it gets go back and forth, back and forth. Let's just agree to disagree <laughs> and, move, and move on. We don't. Need you know, yeah. Um, that is fascinating, though. So, um, so that's one of the books. Is you've written seven books on the subject. So that's one people should have. It's, um, uh, eight, eight. Uh, actually, gonna be nine here in a very shortly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to be stopping anytime soon. So. <laughs> good. Good. For, yeah. That's. Well, we need, I mean, with that explanation, because people always ask, you know, and I, I really like what you're saying because it puts it off of these identifiers that mm -hmm. people say, well, I wasn't relaxed, so how, would, how was that working? Or I wasn't this, how was that working? I wasn't that, how was that working? Yes. I feel like, right, the mind, everybody's mind is so individual, um, what they, how they process, the triggering, you know, there's so much individual that to focus only on that can, you know. Yeah. And you're exactly right. That's what people often right? say. I, I didn't feel relaxed, so I couldn't be hypnotized. No, you don't have yeah. to be relaxed to be hypnotized. No. Or they'll go, well, I heard what you were saying, so I couldn't have been hypnotized. Or they'll go, I didn't hear what you were saying, so I couldn't have been hypnotized. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it yeah. just doesn't matter. you got to cover all your bases because people don't realize that, you know, I don't shut off your hearing, and I, I don't, uh, you know, put you to sleep necessarily but uh, mm -hmm. yeah and i i do a lot of work these days in really deep state hypnosis because uh, for one thing mm, do you tell me if you now? if you work in an esdel state at the end the person doesn't sit up and go oh i don't think i was hypnotized it's like nobody nobody says that when they're in an esdel state 
and I like the fact that, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, the main thing that comes into my office these days is anxiety. And people yeah, a lot of, of people having that their, sleep and anxiety. What do you, yeah, I'd love to hear yeah, your thoughts on that. It, it's the main stuff that comes into my office. Said, you know, I used to be smoker, smoker, this, that, other thing. And now I don't get that many, near as many smokers, but anxiety is coming in. As, as fast as people have given up smoking, they've gained anxiety, I think. Yeah. But I think it's a reflection of our culture. You know, it's like, and people's uh, uh, coping mechanisms and relaxation methods have, are are breaking down or we're just too busy to practice, you know, some mindfulness or whatever. And so people are coming in, they're full of anxiety. But in these uh, deep states of hypnosis, they're getting their relaxation back. See, we get yeah. so anxious that we forget how to relax, you know. It's yeah, like, and that's true. They come get in wound up. Now, let yes. me ask you, Drake, if somebody's coming, let's say doing, working through deep hypnosis, could that, obviously it can alleviate uh, or ameliorate, it could it could lessen the, the anxiety, but from that, could someone get into a state where they're there then are less anxious or they don't have the anxiety? Sure. Yes. And that's yeah. what we're trying to do because a lot of times uh, we're not trying, we are doing, uh, but yeah. a lot of times what happens is we get going down this path and we keep going down that same path and that same path keeps us in the anxiety mode. And, uh, by doing something like going into these deep states of consciousness, now we've uh, offered another model. The, the kind of the uh, uh, analogy that I like to use is, you know, if you get up every morning, you step out on your porch and you head out, and you head out down that same path that you've gone every day. And that path could be the path of a smoker. It could be uh, being anxious. It could be any number of things that we might be uh, uh, having going on in our life. And then one morning you get up and you step out on the front porch and there's been a heck of a snowstorm and there's no sign of the path out there anymore except for off over here to the side during the night with the help of your local hypnotist, we've dug a new path. And now that becomes the easy path to take, or the path of least resistance, as I would say. And so now this new, healthier, better path becomes your normal path. And that, a lot of times, is all that we need to do, is to teach the mind there's an e a better way to go. And once we start doing that, it begins to feel normal, and then that becomes our normal path. Sure, there may be things in a person's past that has caused this anxiety, and I always talk about these things. I ask people about any past traumas or abuse or, you know, their birth experiences, things like that. I find that a lot of people who have anxiety, the, the beginnings uh, occurred very, very early in life. And luckily, we don't have to find that beginning every time. Once in a while, that might be necessary in some cases. But for the most part, it's just teaching the mind there's a better way of doing things and an easier way of doing things, and then pretty soon it takes off. It's the same way with their sleep issues. A lot of people with anxiety, a lot of times having poor sleep patterns also goes along with it. But when we learn that we can sleep, then the mind tends to keep going in, in that direction. Some people, 
you know, especially with anxiety, they try to stay mm-hmm. hypervigilant, almost uh, PTSD-like. And you can't you can't right. stay aware of your surroundings and fall asleep at the same time. There's a point where you got to just trust that you're going to close your eyes and fall asleep and, you know, wake up in the morning. And if not, if if you die in the night, you, I'll give you your money back. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. There is this hypervigil. Now, I like what you're saying here. So it's training or retraining the 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 mind and the brain mm-hmm. that you can getting the brain function, but the mind like you can do this. This is possible. So, do you are you saying then through that repetition of this is possible, this is possible, this is possible, then it begins to believe it's possible and then do that, which is now possible yeah. so, in its mind. I I wouldn't necessarily do it like that. I wouldn't just say this is possible, okay. this is possible. It's like in these deep states. They experience what it's like to not feel ah. anxious, you know. So now they have right. a model to step into. You know, it's like I can sit there all day and go, oh, you feel good. You're great. Everything's wonderful. You're happy. But that doesn't really change anything. But when we give a person a, a model to step into, when that, we can create the feelings of what it's like to be relaxed now they have a model to step into because a lot of times we lost our model. This is what happens with people who have oh. depression, for instance. What happens is somebody's been depressed for a long time. They don't know. They forgot what it's like to feel good. And I can sit there all day. And, yeah. You're happy. You feel great. Life is wonderful. Yeah, you're full of joy. Now, that's probably going to do – the only thing that's going to do is just uh, irritate them. But right. But in the deep state, you're doing them, Right. Or they're by taking them into hypnosis. Right. Yeah. By taking them into hypnosis and taking them into the feel good sensations, now we have a model that we can step into. And now we can step away from uh, the depression and move ahead. Uh, I'll give my own example because, uh, oh, when I was in junior high and high school, I was extremely depressed, uh, and I was in a very dysfunctional family who did not recognize anything less obvious than a compound fracture. I was doing horribly in school, flunking out of school, and uh, and one day I just go, I'm not going to have this anymore. I want to be happy. And what I, you know, now I would say what I was looking for was joy in my life, which I didn't have, uh, and I was just determined that I was going to change this, and I distanced myself from the negative things in my world, like my family and uh, and school. I dropped out of school. Now, I don't recommend that to everybody, but for me, it really helped because going to school every day was just a reflection of what a freaking failure I was until I stepped away from that and got into doing other things, and I did. I turned my life around, and... Uh, I'll, I'll say there's been a, a a couple of times in my life, maybe more, maybe three, where I've experienced bouts of depression. But even then, in the middle of that, I knew I could turn it off like a light switch. But I also feel like I'm going to allow myself to experience this. You know, I think if we take that shadow aspect of self and we cram it down 
too long and don't let it express itself, it's going to pop up in some ugly way. So you might as well go for the ride, let it express, and then get back to your normal life in a, in a week or so. You know? mm, I like that. So yeah. that's worked out. So, yeah, so the um, well, environment has a lot to do with it, I'm hearing you say. And then you have to do something. I know a lot of times people say, well, I'm just going to, you know, not think about it or, you know, you do need, need to do yeah, something. Yeah, it's hard to not think about something. <laughs> yeah. It, it somehow Because if you're not thinking more. about something, you're actually thinking about it. It's like, uh, I'm not going to think about my headache. So what have you just done? You've created the headache. You know, it's like we have to we have to go uh, another step or so away from that and and distance ourselves from it. I as long as we're on that subject, um, that's one of the things that got me into this business. Uh, in the early 70s, I was doing some personal growth things, and I got into doing the Silva method. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh yeah. But the Silva yeah. method is yeah. yeah. And uh, it's part of the Mind Valley uh, organization now. I don't know if you're aware of that, but so it's still around. And anyway, I mean, there was a lot of uh, positive mental attitude, positive thinking. We did a lot of stuff in regard to manifesting success and oh, new cars and houses and all kinds of things. But uh, at that time, I was a migraine sufferer. And I learned uh, oh. hypnosis methods to get rid of the migraines. And I've never had a migraine since. I've, had a, I've helped a lot of people get rid of theirs. But one of the things is we can't, if, you know, if, uh, you've probably heard people go, oh, every Monday morning I wake up with a freaking migraine. Well, what are we doing? Yeah. We're creating that migraine to show up every Monday morning. We've got to stop thinking about the migraine and talking about it because every time we talk about the headache, we're breathing life into it. We're giving it life by just uh, noticing it or or uh, having uh, some awareness that it could happen. So it's just, we want to. And what about also Drake? About yeah, that also it can if it's the solution. If it's the solution to a problem, that also I know needs to be addressed. That part, if it has some you know a higher functioning order, like. I get to oh, get off of work. Like a secondary or, or gain or something. A secondary gain, yeah. yes. Yes, and that's, yeah. uh, that is often uh, follows with migraines. Often, often, often I find that migraines, there's a secondary gain. You know, it's a way that I can get out of going to this or that function or I can avoid having sex with that stupid husband or mm -hmm. you know whatever but it is a way that we can manipulate our world it's not a very high functioning way uh, and so sometimes we have to address those things and there's ways to uh, in hypnosis to determine if something is a secondary gain and if there's you know some payoff there that we can deal with and like that but, uh, yeah, you're right. That That is often the case. And it is with other physical issues. You know, you know, who as a child didn't feign a stomachache to get out of that exam or whatever was going yep. on at school that yep. day, you know. And and while, you know, as a kid, we, we didn't just lie about having a stomachache. We, we created a stomachache, you know. Yeah. And we can, you know, and... We have a lot of power over our 
physical well-being. And if that worked for us when we were little kids and we use that very often, it might keep on working for us later in life. And that's really not uh, not a direction we go. I mean, we refer to that as psychosomatic. And people go, oh, it's all in your head. And, yeah, it is in my head and it hurts like hell, you know. And it is. But psychosomatic is simply the relationship between the body and the mind. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, our psychosomatic relationship could be, oh, I catch every bug that comes around and I feel like crap and I have no energy. Or it could be, I'm the healthiest person in the world, you know, and I feel good nothing affects me. That's our psychosomatic um, relationship. Uh, So it doesn't have to be a negative Mm. thing, but that's usually the way we think of it. But we can also have a very good psychosomatic relationship with ourselves, our bodies. Now, that's a good point, and that's something people can start now, even do doing something about um, is, mm-hmm. is having a better psychosomatic relationship, you know, the, the mind-body um, relationship. That's a really good, that's a good, right? that's a really good start for for people. You know, a lot of times people listen to podcasts and they're like, even if they get the book or the whatever it is, the program, people go, okay, what can I start now? You know, what can I start implementing? Yeah. Uh, one, I think that's mm-hmm. a really, really, really um really key piece um now let me just wind back um with your recent book do you cover this it's the by it's a reference and a journey is this about your journey okay yeah let's talk a bit about that the hypnotist um, bible now you're a mm -hmm. hypnotist right yes Mm -hmm, i am yeah so it would be of interest to you it would not be of interest to somebody who wasn't a hypnotist probably because it's a oh, lot of reference material. It's like a huge oh, glossary. Oh, I love reference materials. I love my reference yeah, it's materials. A huge, yeah, me too. And, uh, and sometimes I have a hard time finding much in uh, yeah. hypnosis that's really good. But, yeah, it's a huge glossary of terminology and things like that. And the reason I call it a, a reference and a journey is because some of these terms that I explore in here come from way, way back in the history of hypnosis, you know, and we, we use some of these terms today, but a lot of people don't know why we use them or where they came from or, uh, you know, uh, that sort of thing. And it's like, you know, the more we know um, about the terminology, the more we know about that thing that we're we're doing. And um, uh, it's it's very helpful, you know, if, like you go, you might be reading something, you go, I wonder what that means, or whatever, and you can just open my book, and it's in there. Because <laughs> if I left anything out, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it's all in there. And, uh, you, you know, I'll give you one example. Uh, at, at one point, uh, I talk about um, the uh, Beckrev-Bernheim method, and I only talk about it briefly, but it was a form of direct suggestion. But mm-hmm. Vladimir Bechtrev, and I just got a couple of his books, uh, which there's not much out there, but he was a, uh, well, more of a, a neurologist uh, in Russia. And um, he was a brilliant, brilliant guy. And he was uh, in opposition to Pavlov. They were both doing the same things oh, at the same time. 
Vectorev was probably way more advanced, but he didn't get the same notoriety, and I'll kind of explain what? why. But he did lots of research and books and materials. However, one day he was called in to examine Stalin. And when he examined Stalin, he diagnosed him as being paranoid. And Vektorev was found dead the next day. <laughs> foul, oh. foul play is suspected. Oh, yes. <laughs> but along with oh, that, my God. Along with that, they discredited him, uh, and they destroyed a lot of his research and uh, documentation and stuff. So a lot of that got lost to to that. And I, I, uh, I'm researching him a bit more now. I've gotten some more material and stuff, but it's one of those kind of dark kind of things there that's laying mm-hmm. there. But it's like here's somebody that – would have uh, well did contribute to the world, but even more so had had it not come to this kind of an end and his material been uh, done away with. But it's a, some of those interesting things that you find in there that you uh, probably didn't uh, weren't aware of. Yeah, I've yeah got I'll a, take a look. Cause, yeah, you probably like that, my book, uh, the therapeutic one? hypnotist, because there's a lot of a lot, of, a lot of good things in there for the practitioner, especially. Okay, let me look. I'm on your site. I'm looking and seeing home. Now, where do you have a list of books here? Well, there should be. Yeah, there better be. Oh, I see it. Books. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, because there's not a lot of a, a lot of the newer information. Um, it's like older. You have to go years back, really, to get some of the better, better books. Um, yeah. There's just not a lot. And there's not a lot of training, um, you know, either. So yeah, it's always good to have, yeah. I, 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 right? There's, it's, it's, um, it's important, uh, especially when you're doing scripts. You can read and oh yeah, I'll bring that back. Oh, I forgot about that or that technique. Oh yeah, I'll try. You know, I'll try that. So um, especially I feel when you've been practicing a while, it's 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 good to get re re inspired and to reimagine. You know, to reimagine. Yes. Um, yes. But now I see the list of books. Okay, I'm going to look through them. That that is great. And even for people starting out, what would you suggest that are listening now? Well, uh, a good place to start would be uh, what is hypnosis? Really, uh, second edition. Um, okay. That yeah, would I liked your, give people you a good saying. understanding of hypnosis. Yeah, I'm looking at this. We've got on Amazon. Oh, I'm glad to meet you. This you great great to have a great conversation, great to chat, but also you're a great uh resource because you have done a lot of research and you've been uh, you know, doing it for you know, for a while. And I, I think that's key yeah. to anybody anybody working with someone really wants to work with someone I feel that's you know, not has done the training, the schooling and how ha- and has done the, the research because I remember some one of my teachers once saying something to the effect of, "Well, it's not so much about the, the state or consciousness; it's what what you're doing in that state. If you don't know what to do, you know, what are you doing when they're in hypnosis? You know, that's yeah. You know, uh, there's there's something to all that that, and um, you, you know, there's some things like uh, I could do some of these things I do in a very light state of hypnosis, and they would be mm-hmm. very effective. 
But mm-hmm. by doing something similar in a very deep state of hypnosis, it becomes a convincer because mm-hmm. the person feels different. They feel hypnotized, and therefore that yeah. in itself becomes a convincer. So the mind goes, yeah. oh, my God, I am hypnotized. This must be working, and therefore, boom. You know, it's yeah. like Milton that's Erickson. That's so true. Yep. Milton Erickson was a convincer because yeah. people would go to him, and, my God, it's Milton Erickson. He's a freaking genius. And, yeah. and sometimes people didn't even know what he was saying. Because he had this, you know, his voice had been damaged from the polio. And so it was kind of hard to understand a lot of the time. But your mind goes, well, my God, it's Milton Erickson. He must be coming right here and they're cured of whatever. And right. And and do you feel this too, Drake? There is something, something, and I feel like that is the therapeutic process, whether it's coaching or, you know, even looking at coaching for a sport or something. When you have someone that aligns with your optimal health and wellness, the greater good, you know, you have that, it does open you up to, oh, this could be possible. This person sees that or says this can happen. You know, you can achieve this or you can release this, right? So I feel even if they don't understand the words, the intention is there, the energy of that is coming through into the subconscious or unconscious, you know, and, and that's where the patterning starts changing because they, like you, to your point, they felt something different they felt the relief they felt the yep. positivity they, right they felt it um, and I agree that's yeah. why I think the deep states are so powerful um, yeah that and plus the body mind gets to relax a bit and anytime that happens that's, that's a good thing you know right goes into homeostasis yes um, we need that too and I uh, you know I do some meditations and self-hypnosis and stuff and there's times when I go you know, it's nice to have somebody else do it to you, you know, yeah. to help oh, kind of absolutely. guide the whole oh, thing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I said, well, people go, well, do you do self-hypnosis? I go, yeah, but think, so they go, well, what's the difference? Why don't you just do that? And I go, because think of it this way. If I have a, a sore shoulder, I can rub my shoulder, and yeah. that helps. <laughs> But it's a lot different if a massage therapist rubs that shoulder because it helps exactly. a lot more. <laughs> oh, yes, I absolutely. I'm a big proponent. And especially if you find someone you like their approach and you like their voice, it's like you get to relax a bit. You know, it's like you get to, you, there's added relaxation in that as well. Somebody else, yeah. And not only that, you've got another mind looking at the same issue. And that other mind is yeah. going to see things maybe a differently i have a little uh different take on stuff and that could be all it takes sometimes to to make a big shift so yeah i i'm i'm a big fan of ha- having other people around now when i'm teaching classes uh, and i got students around i'll have my students hypnotize me you know yeah. and uh you know i go to uh, yeah, I'm going to put you to work. I'll make you practice. <laughs> you practice yeah, you got to practice. And who better to practice than on me? I agree. I agree. <laughs> oh, Drake, okay, we're winding down now. Um, let us know. And we didn't get to lose. I, I, I want to, whenever you have time, to come back for a part two because this has been uh, sure, phenomenal. Sure. So, if you, yeah, absolutely. We can dive into even lucid dreaming. And, um, and now that a lot of our listeners will – 
you know, obviously that a lot of times they re-listen to this, so they'll be able to, you know, have other, uh, you know, questions or have a foundation. Um, what's bet. the best, yeah, the best way for people to, um, let's see, I think your website, to get in touch with you? Let us know that. Yeah. Um, and then I see your books are all on Amazon, so people can just yeah. go to your book yes. section and everything's on Amazon. So our, uh, if they go to hypnodenver.com, uh, they will they can find anything they want. And there's a bunch of free stuff on there. There's free uh, download recordings and stuff. So there's a lot of free stuff, you know, if you just want to visit it and pick up some of those things. Mm, okay, great. And there's information oh. on uh, the training and like that, and uh, we'll be getting some more stuff out soon. We the uh, hypnosis training will be available as a mm. video training any day now. <laughs> okay, okay. My office manager has been working really hard at getting this together. So that sounds great. All right, Drake. Oh, and your website, which I think I just had, but I just closed the the email. Yeah. I'll, yeah, it's uh, hypnodenver.com. Oh, hypnodenver.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, Drake, thank you so much for being here uh, and sharing all of this very insightful uh, information and actually clearing some stuff up for us also. Uh, thanks for being here on the program. Sure. My pleasure. Time flew right by, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Boom. We, we, we went over even. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right, thank you. Take good care. Bye. Hey, you too. Nice talk. Nice talking with you also. All right, gang, that was Drake Eastburn, and um, how to get in touch with him is in the podcast episode. Um, lots of good insight. It's good to have these kinds of resources Um especially for people that have trained a lot. That's my opinion, and been doing something for a long time. Because there's a lot of kind of fly-by-night, quick kind of courses and classes. Um, you know, everything has its place, though. Everything has its place. Um, thank you all for making this your place. I do appreciate you all so much and what we're co-creating here. Um, if you would, if you want to do a deeper dive into metaphysics, spirituality, spiritualism, and all things esoteric, all things soul, you can connect with me in the Patreon uh, group, community, soul path community, and uh, tutorials there. There are tutorials uh, there for you. We have an individual and a group focus. Uh, what else? What else? Soul Insights and Tarot. Yeah, come and connect there. Subscribe on YouTube. Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube if you'd subscribe there. And I did mention that workshop um, that's coming up on May 20th. So just in a few weeks, if you are interested in that, that's going to be on key codes, um, connecting into the subtle energy, and we will also be doing some sound attunement, a vibrational and sound attunement also in that. All right, Radiant Soul Lights, uh, love you so much and uh, wishing you a great rest of your week. And remember, you are the creator that allows your dreams to be birthed into reality. I'm getting Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. 
For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.